congressmen. Their ears were filled with gold. Like their grandfathers had stolen out of the black hills. And round and round the dance goes on and the children. Don't you put it in your mouth. Don't you put it in your mouth. Don't you stuff it in your face. Don't stuff it in your face. Though it might look good to eat. Though it might look good to eat. And it might look good to taste. And it might look good to taste. You could get sick. Yuck. Real quick. Yuck. Real sick. Real. CITR 101.9 FM Vancouver. Don't put it in your mouth. Put it in your ear. Don't you put it in your mouth, uh-uh. Till you ask someone you love, that's right, sis. If it's okay to eat, if it's okay to eat like a mouth. Listen to Exploding Head Movies on CITR 101.9 FM. Thank you.
Good evening. Welcome to another episode of Exploding Head Movies. This is your cinematically inspired program here, found on Vancouver's fatalistic community radio station, CITR 101.9 FM, your voice of UBC, and we broadcast at 590 watts from unceded Musqueam territory. And we do this from the student nest here on campus to the lower mainland of British Columbia, from Squamish down to Bellingham, Washington. Sometimes our signal sails across the Salish Sea, although CFUV, as part of UVic, has a little interference there. And we go into the Fraser Valley. But within those regions, but also elsewhere, you can find us on the web, www.citr.ca. We have live streams. 
and we have podcasts available of all our shows. And my name is Giac, and I'll be sneaking around the alleyways here for the next couple hours. Otherwise, we'll be watching the snowflakes dance, despite the fact it is summer. We'll sort of allude to that based on how we started off the show. Uh, phone number for the station, for those of you listening live, is 604-822-2487. Do keep it short and sweet and to the point since we're mixing everything live here. Of course, we're juggling a couple technical things in the background here that uh, will sort themselves out soon. You can email me anytime. Generally speaking, everything does work. RadioFreeGAC at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at 100air. I'll shoot out a little something and refer to CITR Radio in case that's how you follow things. And Exploding Hit Movies is also on Facebook and Tumblr under its own given name. So in the background, this is Teen Days with Tokyo Winter. Not that this is part of what's happening with snow, especially for mid-May here, but, you know, a little bit of a chill set in as our sort of glorious prelude to summer faded a bit. And Tokyo Winter is one of the three tracks found on Teen Days' 2014 EP Paradiso, which was made available for free through Bandcamp as it uh, served as a tour single. The Abbotsford musicians' music since Paradiso has a little bit more indie, as evidenced by last year's album, Morning World. But 2016, at this point he's just been releasing solo songs on a Bandcamp, and it kind of harkens back to his more instrumental, almost chill wave period. But it's very more upbeat, and he's actually targeted more of a summer sound. So I'll dig up some of those tracks uh, once the heat kicks back in. And uh, they're very sunny. Anyway, our big video game theme that we've had this month. Uh, previously, what we heard was a music from uh, Grim Fandango and then L.A. Noir. But uh, earlier this month, we received news that the Japanese composer Isao Tomita died. And we actually kicked off the show with Tomita-san's version of Claude Debussy's Arabesque number one. And for those of you who grew up watching PBS in the 80s and 90s, it served as the theme music for the astronomy short Star Hustler, which was a later renamed Stargazer. Uh, as the early days of web searching led to not the appropriate website, let's just say parental controls were in effect. Heck, actually at that point in the web there were no parental controls. It was a Star Hustler was hosted by longtime Miami Space Transit Planetarium director Jack Horkheimer. And uh, as someone who loved astronomy growing up, uh, catching a little five-minute short in between evening PBS shows was a boon. So at least I knew where I could track planets in the sky or other celestial bodies. Alas, Horkheimer died in 2010 and definitely should have played Arabesque then. And based on current news, uh, Tamita joins Horkheimer and then the 19th century Impressionist Debussy in the heavens above. So, last week I played a single track by uh, Tamita, but this time we'll devote a good portion to the second half of the show to his music. So, we'll have some of this conventional orchestral work for movie films like Zatoichi, because he did two parts of that long-running Japanese series, uh, Twilight Samurai, the TV show Mighty Jack, but then we'll also dive into his very synthetic music that uh, brought him to Western attention. So... I tried digging up some of his more famous soundtrack material like Akimbo the White Lion and its various offshoots since uh, he also had some anime as well. But I couldn't find enough for this week, so maybe I'll pair Akimbo with the Lion King at some point since uh, there's some eerie connections to the point that one was a ripoff of the other, despite the fact that Lion King was marketed as being the first original Disney story in a while. Uh, otherwise, hopefully I had a fine weekend. spent part of it on a boat. 
also spent part of it in the backyard. So uh, let's kick off the show with an array of new music, starting with Andy Stoat. Manchester producer broke out in 2012 with his album Luxury Problems. But in 2016, he has a new album called Too Many Voices, and the sounds become brighter as the samples have become a little bit more digital. So from Too Many Voices, this will be New Romantic here on Exploding Head Movies, CITR, Vancouver. It's only four degrees, it's only four degrees. It's only
When you join Balloon Club, we guarantee that you will be able to make a balloon poodle within the first day. Here at the UBC Ant Club, we just like to talk about ants and compare ant farms. Uh, it's really cool. Paperclip Club is all about, well, paperclips mostly. At Blah Club, you can blah blah, blah 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 blah. There's only one club worth joining at UBC, and that's CITR 101.9 FM. We got free tickets to shows, whirly pops, professional help in all types of audio engineering, passes to festivals, crazy parties, live band swag, all types of crazy people. Our programming manager rides a motorcycle. There's freestyle rapping, Nardwar, the human serviette, the vinyl and record libraries, Discord or magazine, free studio recording, and it sure beats the hell out of Paperclip Club, which is a thing that I just made up because I work at CITR. So come check us out on the floor of the Student Union Building. We got all types of crazy shit for you to do. Or check us out online at www.citr.ca.
From Hopelessness, her first album as Nogni, which is her new identity after undergoing gender reassignment, that song was Four Degrees. And Anoni is the new name of the singer-songwriter formerly known as Anthony Johnson. This year, Anoni became only the second only transgender person nominated for an Academy Award, uh, since she was nominated, along with J. Ralph, in the category for Best Original Song with her track Manta Ray from the film Racing Extinction. Ended up losing to Sam Smith's theme from the latest James Bond film, Spectre. Though, uh, there was the primary diss of not actually having J. Ralph and Anoni perform their song at the ceremonies. She was offended and indicated how unwelcome the lack of the invitation was, especially because uh, there was a, a theme of openness at this year's Academy Awards after, you know, the um, lack of black candidates, as it were. But... You know, the entire sort of ceremonies at this point, you know, despite what the, I know what Chris Rock was working with there when he was hosting, uh, there's still some stuff that happened with, uh, I remember the uh, the little 
Asian kids that popped up to appear as the fake accountants for what was going on. Anyways, uh, the entire Hopelessness album tackles many other topics, uh, dealing with a contentious world like drone attacks, American politics, and specific to the song we just heard, Four Degrees, the idea of climate change and how human impact affects nature. So consider Hopelessness a new kind of protest album. And it features co-production by One O Tricks Point Never and Hudson Mohawk. And for those of you wondering, the first openly transgender person who was nominated, at least according to The Advocate, was the late Angela Morley, a composer nominated twice in the past for her music from 1974's The Little Prince, 1976's The Slipper, and The Rose. And behind me ever so faintly here, this is Moderat, and this is the Book of Shade remix of their 2009 track, Rusty Nails. And Moderat is the Berlin super techno act of Sasha Ring, who performs under the alias of Apparat, and then uh, the mode selector folks, Gernot Bronzert and Sebastian Jari. So mode selector and Apparat makes Moderat. They play next Monday, Victoria Day, May 23rd, at the Vogue Theater in support of their new album, Three, and that is the Roman numeral, I-I-I. Uh, opening for Moderat will be Telephone Tel Aviv. So tickets start at $3.00. Doors open at 9 p.m. and it is an all-ages show. And I think tickets are still available at either Red Cat Records, High Life, or Zula Records. And they all are friends of CITR if you do have our membership card. Uh, we got some more new music on the way here with James Blake. And the pianist electronic producer has a sparse approach to Songcraft. And uh, at this point, pop culture is kind of caught up to him to the point that Drake cited his music as an influence on his latest album, Views. And Blake also co-wrote and performed a song on Beyoncé's latest album, Lemonade. Blake's own third album, The Color and Anything, uh, which he termed as a happy release compared to past material. And it features production uh, from Rick Rubin, best known for his work of uh, early hip-hop through the Tommy Boy label in the 80s. And then uh, Johnny Cash's later works as part of the American recordings in the 90s and 2000s. Blake also co-wrote some songs with Justin Vernon, of Bon Iver, and then Frank Ocean. So overall, Blake felt it was a more collaborative experience and he could relinquish control for a little bit of better inspiration. Uh, I still need to fully process the entire album and we will not have Vernon or Ocean on this track here, which was the lead single. So from the color in anything, those would be James Blake with Radio Silence here on a very unsilent radio known as CITR, 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Let's see if we can sort out all our wonderful technological gugas here and get you a proper show broadcasting on all channels. Knock on wood. Cross your fingers.
Discorder Magazine has been supporting local music for over 30 years. Thanks to the long-term support of the Rickshaw Theater, Discorder lives. Your favorite bands are playing at the Rickshaw Theater. Check out their calendar just behind the cover of Discorder Magazine or at rickshawtheater.com.
That was Tim Hecker with Obsidian Counterpart, and that's off his latest release, this year's Love Streams. Hecker originally hails from Vancouver, and he primarily calls Montreal home, but he's had a strong connection to the Icelandic music scene. He recorded the entire album Love Streams in Reykjavik during 2014 and 15, and he had musicians like Grimmer Helgeson and Montreal's Carolis Coverdale help out, along with contributions from the Icelandic choir ensemble, featuring direction from two-time Oscar nominee Johan Johansson. You probably heard recently for his Oscar-nominated score for Sicario. Hecker was influenced by the idea of liturgy for love streams and kind of fighting against auto-tune. So it extends a bit of a clearer sound than what we've heard in the past. Meanwhile, we're definitely in the past here with more experimental Canadian sounds from the University of Toronto Electronic Music Studios 1967 album simply called Electronic Music. This is Val Steven with Fireworks. My name is Gak. You're listening to Exploding Head Movies here on CITR 11.9 FM in Vancouver. You can catch us online at www.citr.ca. Uh, we'll go with some more recent music than fireworks next. Though this won't be uh, 2016 music here. It's uh, going to be 2014. That's okay. Caitlin Thatcher and Connor McFadden hail from Ottawa and Toronto. Together they're known as Los Echo. Their sole release so far is 2014's Bold Fire EP. Well, there was some social media talk of newer material last year. Until we see something, we'll go with what they have. So this will be Los Echo with Druthers. I have 
this UBC Recreation Free Week. Come out for a Krav Maga self-defense trial class on May 16th or 18th from 4.30 to 5.45 at the UBC Rec Center. Come learn empowering self-defense for an array of real-life scenarios from two black belt instructors. Everyone is welcome to attend, women, men, students, staff, and the public. Visit recreation.ubc.ca for more information. Off his new album, Changes, it was Charles Bradley. And I think along with the Menahan Street Band with Good to Be Back Home. And the Screaming Eagle of Souls' latest album continues on with uh, a late career. 
who was originally discovered as a James Brown impersonator. Of course, it was the Daptone folks who found him, invited him to sing along with the Menahan Street folks. And that's an offshoot of the Dap Kings. And if you're curious, Changes does feature a cover of the Black Sabbath song of the same name. Amos Bradley comes to town this week when he hits up the Commodore Friday, May 20th for a sold-out show. And just think about how many times he's come here and he's built up to that level. Anyways, uh, show starts at 8 p.m. on Friday. It's a 19-year-older show, and hopefully you do have your tickets already. Behind me, this is Babel with A Faded Cage. And you can find this in 2015's second part of the Alphabeta series called Outskirts. Now, also playing a sold-out show at the Commodore this week, our local heroes, Black Mountain. They're playing a Saturday, May 21st at the Commodore. And guess what? That show is sold out, too. It actually just sold out a couple days ago. Because this guy was still trying to get tickets. Once he realized he was still going to be around. Anyways, that door's open at 8. Uh, that is another 19-year-older show. And their latest album, 4, again with the Roman numerals, IV, uh, highlights a lot of their strengths, primarily their 70s-style rock, some of their prog elements, spacey synths, metal edges, and their mix of uh, male-female vocals. There's a song on 4 I want to play later, but when I have 9 minutes to kill, but we'll go with a bit of a shorter one here. This will be Black Mountain with Constellations. You're on Exploding Head Movies, CITR 101.9 FM on Vancouver.
you like friends? Well, we like you. So become a member and get a Friends of CITR card. Not only does it make you special, it gets you all kinds of deals with our friends downtown, like 10% off at Bang On T-shirts, Beat Street Records, Studio Records, Community Thrift and Vintage, The Fall Tattooing, and more. Visit CITR.ca for more, or come check us out in the nest. Playing the same night as Black Mountain, who we heard at the start of that set with Constellations off their new album 4. We just heard the important punk band The Buzzcocks, going back to their heyday off 1978's Love Bites. I was ever fallen in love with someone you shouldn't have. And The Buzzcocks formed in the wake of one of the early Sex Pistols shows. Represent a bit of a more popular side of punk, but uh, some strong subtext against uh, a lot of the doctrine of the increasingly conformative 
punk scene. And originally they broke up in 1981, but they reformed in 1989 and have toured ever since. Though at this point, only uh, singer Pete Shelley and guitarist Steve Diggle remain from the original band. So the Buzzcocks are celebrating their 40th anniversary, and they are touring North America for the first time in quite some time. So Timber Concerts presents the Buzzcocks along with guests, the Residuals, Saturday, May 21st at the Rickshaw Theater. Doors open at 8, show starts at 9, tickets start at $35. This is a 19-year-older show, and you can get tickets either Red Cat, Zulu, or online. In the background, this is going to be our only video game music this week, despite plans for having a whole month of music. But again, Yusau Tomita died, and a lot of the music is going to kind of sound similar to uh, this, maybe what we heard before with Tim Hecker. Uh, this is Disaster Piece with Majesty. This is from the chiptune score to the 2012 video game Fez. And I profiled Disaster Piece last year, both in conjunction with this game, and then his first film score, last year's inventive horror film, It Follows. Definitely do want to do another profile soon, since Disaster Piece has been doing a lot of other video game music at a prolific pace. Uh, we'll hop over to Victoria for this next act. They're called Island Eyes. It's the project of Derek Jansen. And he's been doing a lot of music in his bedroom since 2008. And he's been a side player for bands in the past like Frog Eyes, Mount Erie, and We Are the City, just to name but a few. But his Island Eyes, he's got a full band. He actually has some shows on the island later in July. I did see Nanaimo and his hometown of Victoria. So from last year's self-titled album, this will be Island Eyes. With a song title that kind of brings to mind what happened in Fort McMurray last week. And actually last night in White Rock. Hopefully everyone is safe. The song is Every House is on Fire. My name is Gak. You're listening to Exploding Head Movies here on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver. Broadcasting from unceded Musqueam territory. From UBC campus to the Lower Mainland of British Columbia.
Tune in every Thursday from 11 p.m. till midnight for Copy and Paste with your host, Tim, a.k.a. Autonomy, the very best in underground dance music. FM broadcasting live from Muscle Territory in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. From the epic triple album set, 69 Love Songs. Gotta remember the Pearl. There's 69 Love Songs. That was the Magnetic Fields. Picturing the name from a documentary director at the time had only one film to his name, 1991's American Fabulous. Of course, the song also refers to film score Nino Rota. And then Pantone Colors. We just heard Reno Dakota. Late last year, uh, the record label Merge released a 10-inch box set featuring all 69 love songs across six pieces of wax. Of course, when uh, 69 love songs came out in 1999, people were bewildered by the release since uh, Stephen Merritt's primary band, you know, at that point, had a whole bunch of synth-related music and very low-fi type stuff, but incorporating a lot more instrumentation, although highly sampled. It quickly got traction for capturing its intense ambition. And across all of Merritt's projects, uh, most recent release was uh, Magnetic Fields again from 2012, Love at the Bottom of the Sea. Although Merritt, as of late, has been doing some solo shows throughout the States over the past year. And of course, uh, tied to his usual whimsy, all the songs are performed in alphabetical order. And interestingly, he and three other bandmates associated with Magnetic Fields have been involved with separate books. Ranging from children's books to books on poetry to other wonderful things that way. If you really want to keep track of what Mr. Stephen Merritt and his friends are up to, you should go to the House of Tomorrow website. That way you can find out about the Hyacinths. The Sixths. Actually, Hyacinths was the name of the album by The Sixths, which uh, he picked the band name to mess with people with lisps. Or even those who don't, who just have no ability to talk anymore. Uh, Other bands include the Gothic Archies. And actually, he does have some solo work to himself since he has done his own level of film scores. At some point, he does want to do a musical. Of course, if you are curious, last year, the documentarian by the name of Reno Dakota released a new short. So making only a second release. It's called Damnation, the flashback. 
And behind me, this is Sarah Neufeld. Off her latest album, this year's The Ridge. We're listening to Where the Light Comes In. My name is Gak. You're listening to CITR 11.9 FM in Vancouver. 11.9 FM it is. Uh, the name of the show is Exploding Head Movies. And we will slowly get into our profile, which should last the rest of the hour. But first, let's talk about the soundtracks that are coming out this week. Uh, new, uh, Heltor Pereira as a song album, score album for a big movie in Europe and elsewhere. Primarily it's home, fin- uh, mo- home country of Finland. It's the Angry Birds movie. In case you didn't realize that was just all on the phone. Uh, Michael Andrew has a uh, song EP tied to Neighbors 2, Sorority Rising. Starring Seth Rogen and Zach Alfron. We have John Ottman and David Buckley's song album, score album to the Nice Guys. As the music behind me ends. Uh, what else? Uh, Michael Rohatim has uh, the soundtrack to Maggie's Plan out through Milan Records. From Quartet Records, uh, Bruno Calais has the soundtrack to The Seasons. John Ottman has the music for X-Men Apocalypse, and that is out through Sony Classical. And for you Star Wars fans, now out on vinyl, both regular, and then unlimited picture disc edition, John Williams and his Oscar-nominated score to The Force Awakens is out through at Disney. First time we have a Star Wars release on that label. After all, it's time on 20th Century Fox. Three releases go. Uh, for those of you who are John Barry fans, uh, there is a first pressing limited edition of 1,000 copies from Dances with Wolves. Yes, Kevin Costner, once the ego started kicking in. The Donka. Legendary Henry Mancini, uh, a re-release of his score from The Great Waldo Pepper. Is out through Quartet Records, and also out through Quartet Riz Ortolani, one of the great uh, Italian composers. His score for Le Virgini di Norimberga is out in English. It has a shorter, less uh, uh, specific title called Horror Castle. Pretty scary stuff. Anyways, let's start getting into Isao Tamita here. The Japanese composer recently died. Uh, let's get into some music first here before we kind of tell a bit more about what's going on. So we're going to start with a short little cue from one of the two Zatoichi films that he scored before we jump around a little bit. And uh, this is from Zatoichi Meets the One-Armed Swordsman. And I'll tell you a little bit of story about Zatoichi because that is a long-running Japanese cinematic icon to the point there's almost 50 films about him. So from Zatoichi Meets the One-Armed Swordsman, this will be Isao Tomita. Wadainichi, Mark, number two. This is going to be Exploding Head Movies, looking at the late, great Japanese composer here on CITR 101.9 FM in Vancouver, British Columbia, where summer is on slight pause.
for those of you who are curious. The Zatoichi clip was about 20 seconds because it was sort of like an intro theme. So the short bit we heard was Dainichi Mark number 2 from Zatoichi meets the One-Armed Swordsman. But then we hopped to 1974 with an excerpt of what is uh, conveniently known as Catastrophe 1999 Side A. Because I'm talking over Side B right now. The film is also known as The Prophecies of Nostradamus. And it was sort of like a, like an ecological disaster film. Kind of highlighting the typical sort of Japanese themes of nuclear disaster, but instead of like in a Godzilla sense, um, this actually featured people being mutated, and it was pretty twisted and dark, because of course people melting and other stuff happening was kind of extreme. Now, Light in the Attic did a re-release of a repressing of Catastrophe 1999, or The Prophecies of Nostradamus, each side, at least the songs, are 20 minutes each. So somehow, someone on the internet graciously posted the uh, seven-inch single versions. And that is what I'm talking over. So, Isao Tomita, born in Tokyo in 1932, although when he was three years old, he moved to China with his father, which is where he stayed for five years before returning to Japan. Uh, as a student, he took some private lessons in composition, orchestration, and theory, at the Akeo University in Tokyo. And uh, as he worked, and as he honed his art, he actually was supporting himself by composing for local orchestras. But when he graduated in 1955, he embarked on a full-time career as composing for film, TV, and theater. And uh, he actually wrote some of the themes for uh, the Japanese Olympic gymnastics team for the 1956 Olympic Games in Melbourne. But he did a lot of work for the NHK, which is the National Japanese television network so we fade this out so we're going to focus on a little bit of his early career and uh, it features mostly on the orchestral side so lots of strings and all the sweeping instruments we're familiar with so uh we're going to go actually back to Saitoichi and for those of you who don't know it's a long standing story um set in the late Edo period so from the 1830s and 1840s about a blind Samurai and Blade Master. So originally he was just a tiny character. It was developed for uh, the actor Shintaro Katsu. But uh, 26 films were made from 1962 and 1989. And from in the 70s, there was a television series made about it too. And the character of Zaituichi has become one of those standard parts of Japanese pop culture. That there's always about the blind samurai that, you know, will come into town. Everyone will misunderestimate what he's capable of. But then with his sharp hearing and uh, his other skills, he can do all right. So what the uh, La La Land labeled in 2009 was it compiled some of the best cuts from the 1967 to 1973 films and uh, featured a whole wide array of some of the legendary Japanese composers associated with it, including the guy who wrote the Godzilla film, uh, Ike Papara. And I've totally mispronounced it because I'm doing it off the top of my head. But uh, we're going to go with um, the 1967 part of Zaitoichi when he goes to the Fire Festival. So we're going to listen to a whole bunch of Iso Tomita here. And then we will get electronic because that is the Tomita that most of us are familiar with, similar to how we started the show at 7. So we're going to start with the title back, and that's what it's called, before we get the Dark Shogun and a couple other cues. So this will be Iso Tomita from Zaitoichi goes to the Fire Festival. Here on Exploding Head Movies, CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver. (laughs) 
So from the soundtrack to the 1967 film Zaitoichi Goes to the Fire Festival, we heard Isao Tomita. First with title back, and then sort of a looming piece called Dark Shogun. Then we heard uh, Conclusion Ichi and the Nameless Ronin, which actually sounds like it should be a band name itself. Before we close with sort of the sweeping romantic tune there of Ichi and Okio. And yeah, just looking over the IMDb list of all the films tied to Zotoichi. There are 26 original ones that starred Shintaro Katsu. The first film was made in 1962 in black and white. And then actually Katsu wrote and directed the last one in 1989. Zotoichi, the blind swordsman. Realistically, he was popular enough at that point that he could have kept going on, but then he died shortly thereafter. But uh, there have been subsequent films done by other actors... And there have been a lot of other references to uh, what's, you know, alluding to other things and other stories about the same guy. Because there's things like Blind Fury with Rutger Hauer, definitely not a Japanese fellow. Uh, Beat Takeshi, which, as you can imagine, sounds pretty nuts. Uh, Ichi, which is a blind female musician who's rescued and trained by Saitoichi. And uh, Toho released actually something in 2010 recently. Shingo Katori as the blind swordsman. Now in the background here, we have Kunio Meyuchi along with Isao Tumita. And this is from the 1967 TV series Mighty Jack of the original BGM collection. We're listening to Q, the mysterious organization. And Mighty Jack was a short one-season run uh, series that kind of goes in that Thunderbird style. Where the idea there's a mix of uh, marionation, mostly just from toy props to act out as all the fantastic rocket ships and boats that go in the ocean, while everyone else sort of runs around in this kind of wacky James Bond association thing. Because in the 60s, spying was the big genre at the time. But there's a bit of an Ultraman vibe because it was done by some of the same studio work, or the same studio who did that. Of course, most of us probably know Mighty Jack for. Uh, I think it was a TV film that was spoofed by the Mystery Science Theater 3000 folks. Uh, actually, I was trying to dig up some of that work there, but uh, that turned into a big rabbit hole, and all I ended up doing was watching <laughs> Mystery Science for a couple hours straight before realizing uh, this is trouble. Maybe one day I'll try to mix everything up a little bit. But sometimes it helps to uh, separate things from what we know of and go to the original source. So we're actually going to listen to the main theme by Kunio Miyuchi along with Isao Tomita. This is called The Song of Mighty Jack. And similar to the cue that we started off with the Zaitoichi and the One-Armed Swordsman, there's basically just a short thing, which you can tell is kind of the stinger, before we go into the big unfolding music action there. Otherwise, we'll listen to some relatively recent Tomita, at least something in the 2000s. But then we will get all electronic, because we have a half hour left, and we got a lot of music to get through here. So yes, Song of Mighty Jack here on Exploding Head Movies.
as Vancouver's longest-running volunteer-driven celebration of music and art. Music Waste showcases the talents of Vancouver's independent art and culture makers. This year's festival will take place on June 2nd to 5th in a variety of venues across East Vancouver. Music Waste needs volunteers to run door shifts and bar shifts, and Art Waste needs volunteers to help set up and take down art shows. Volunteers who do two or more shifts receive a Music Waste pass. To sign up, visit the Music Waste Facebook page by May 20th. Week when the midweek news broke that Teo Dezar yeah. wasn't going to be playing in this game. He's grown sport and to do it on a university campus with an educational message behind it. Uh, they'll be facing off against uh, all the big teams from uh, the, all the other conferences and the nationals. Want to be a CITR sports broadcaster? Looking for a cool way to get involved in UBC sports? Then email sports101 at citr.ca or come by our station in the nest to find out more. See you soon. So from the soundtrack to the 2003 film, The Twilight Samurai, that was Isao Tomita, featuring a little more synth work, with Sebe theme. And in Japanese, Twilight Samurai is known as Tasagare Sebe. Tomita had still been very active in film music, 
to the point up until he uh, died on May 5th. He was actually working on a musical called Dr. Capellius, which he knew he may not see finished at all. Now the background is Yasuo Tomita. And here we are with Claude Debussy again, similar to how we started off the show with Arabesque. From his 1974 fi film <laughs> album, The Snowflakes Are Dancing, this is La Fille aux Cheveux de Lain. This translates from French, and I can do this off the top of my head and fail on the last word. The girl with the hair of, I think, wheat or grain. L-I-N. Eh, I'll look it up. It was, uh, Debussy was a 19th century, he wouldn't say he was an impressionist, he was actually more what you'd call a symbolist composer, but the idea, it was not really tied to conventional scales at the time, although there definitely is a scale system effect, but the idea is tied to high, heavily used leitmotifs that uh, were very untethered, hence why he was known as an impressionist. And he was known for his collection of music known as Claire de Lune. And we'll actually listen to Claire de Lune later on, but let's talk about how Isao Tomita got into the synth. Because his first album came out uh, in uh, 1973, I think. And it was sort of like a take on Switched On Bach, because at the time, Wendy Carlos and Robert Moog, their work on synthesizers, piqued Tomita's interest to the point he became, I think, the first Japanese person who actually had a custom Moog 3 synthesizer at his disposal. To the point when it was shipped to Japan, um, Customs asked what it was, and he explained what it actually was, a synthesizer, and they're like, well, how does it work? He's like, I don't know. I haven't opened the manual up yet. So he first did a cover of kind of classical and, uh, like, rock songs. But in 1974, he released Snowflakes Are Dancing, and uh, it was very popular. And it actually garnered uh, four Grammy nominations and a top Billboard's classical music chart in 1974. Both of those first ever for a Japanese musician. And based on his uh, usage of the synthesizer, he was a noted influence on the nation's other noted electronic music pioneers, including Ryushi Sakamoto of Yellow Magic Orchestra, someone we've profiled in the past six months here on the show. So let's listen to one of the famous songs off Snowflakes Are Dancing. This will be Osao Tomita with kind of the song itself. The snow is dancing.
with his take of the Russian pianist Modest Mazorsky's the tenth and final part of his piano suite pictures at an exhibition. This is his Sautomita with the Great Gate of Kiev. And Mazorsky was a phenomenal pianist, virtuoso of sorts, and the entire uh, pictures and exhibition tend to be a bit of a show-off piece for uh, pianists to play. But of course, as you can hear there, the Moog went over time. And behind me, uh, from... Actually, before I forget, Pictures and Exhibition came out in 1975, the RCA Red Seal label. And behind me, from the 1978 album Cosmos with a K. This is Tomita with another classical cover. This is uh, Arthur Honegger's Pacific 231. It's off an orchestral ode to a train, because Honegger was a bit of a train spotter back in the 1930s. As you can hear the train slowly speed up as it chugs along the tracks. It's a futuristic train now. Uh, anyways, let's listen to some original Tomita here. Because we got about 13 minutes before the jazz show with Gavin Walker. Uh, we're going to play a bit of this because honestly this is a 13 minute track. But this actually served as part of the soundtrack to the 1982 TV miniseries called Cosmos with a C. An exploration of Carl Sagan's astronomy that uh, Seth MacArlan recently did with the famous astronomer Oh God, Neil deGrasse Tyson, or Neil Tyson deGrasse. The power of memory and names in a certain order. So, we're going to listen to an excerpt from the CE named Solaris. Before we get into uh, another, one final Claude Debussy cover, and I'll come back and we'll wrap up our talk about Isao Tomita.
So we had about five minutes there of the song of Cosmos. I'm just speaking over one last Debussy track here. This also appears on the Snowflakes Are Dancing. But I also appeared on the soundtrack to Ocean's 13. And I believe this also appeared in the 2014 film Heaven Knows What. This is part of Claire de Lune, suite number three, known as the Suite Bergama Mask. Just highlighting that wonderful sound there. So yeah, Isao Tamita died of cardiac failure this past May 5th at the age of 84. As I said, he'd been working on a musical called Dr. Capellius. We'll see if anyone is able to finish what he had written. We'll see what state it is. And at some point, as I said, I'll try to dig up some of his more famous soundtrack work. But for now, hopefully you enjoyed all the wonderful Mogi elements that we just heard. So that's going to be it for Exploding Head Movies this week. Coming up at 9 o'clock, it is The Jazz Show with Gavin Walker. And he will take you into midnight, so stay tuned to CITR for three hours or more of the straight goods. If you missed any of this week's episode, just grab the podcast off the Exploding Hit Movies show page at www.citr.ca. You can follow me on Twitter at 100air. Exploding Hit Movies is also on Facebook and Tumblr, and you can email me, radiofreegack at gmail.com. So next week, we'll try to pick up the video game theme again. It'll be Victoria Day, so maybe we'll listen to some of the music from Portal. We'll close with one Tamita song here, also off Cosmos, with this version of what we know as the 2001 Space Odyssey theme. This is part one of Space Fantasy, also known as Also Sprock, Zarathustra. Take care of yourselves, Vancouver, and we'll see you in seven days. You are listening to CITR-FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. Stay tuned now for The Jazz Show coming right up 
with Gavin Walker. Do-ba-dee-oo. 